Welcome back to Scriptcast Me, the podcast that brings screenplays to life. I am your host, Randall Scott White. Today we have a comedy for you written by Zev Escriva of Portland, Oregon fame. So I will be your narrator for this comedy. And the logline is a group of co-workers wins a shared lottery prize, making them all instant millionaires, except one of them who has to fight to get what he thinks is his fair share of the prize. This comedy does contain adult language and situations, so enjoy. Winners, comedy by Zev Escriva. Exterior, grocery store, spring turning to summer in the day. Levi, 30s, brown hair and sunglasses, Struts out of the automatic double doors of a grocery store, a Mondo pack of toilet paper under one arm and two pints of ice cream in the other. He yells at a car driver screeching brakes who nearly hits Levi, crossing in the parking lot, muttering to himself while walking and stopping at his parked 1980s van. A jacked up Humvee on one side and a Mini Cooper on the other, both vehicles have parked too close for Levi to open either the driver or passenger door to get into his van. He backed into the spot, so he can't open the van's back doors either. Trapped. Motherfuckers! Levi puts the toilet paper and ice cream down on the hot asphalt, climbing the van's ladder with one wooden step up to the top of his van. The sunroof seems to pop out as if he's done this routine before, sliding in headfirst through the roof. A masked, portly woman wearing sweatpants that says, Juicy, across her ass, passes at the scene of the break-in. With legs in the air and sunglasses cocked, Levi rolls down the manual window a crack. Hey, is that your Hummer or Mini? Levi drops in and pretzel twists himself to sit upright in the driver's seat, covered with old receipts and lottery tickets. Levi fires up the van to an emission-spewing engine room. He cranks up the music in his van's shitty sound system. He screeches from the parking spot, revealing a hand-painted dragon taking up the entire side of his van. He nearly causes a collision while forgetting the melting ice cream and toilet paper on the hot asphalt. Exterior, the city streets of Austin, Texas, day. Levi drives down Congress Avenue, windows down and music blaring. Some tourists on scooters are in the roadway, slowing him down. He lays on the horn until they pull over to let him by, flipping him off. He drives by a digital billboard showing $420 million as the current glory ball purse up for grabs. Exterior, Space Cadets Restaurant, Day. Levi pulls into the parking lot of Space Cadets. 
The alien-themed pizza restaurant features a large crashed alien ship on the roof and blinking neon lights billowing smoke from the kitchen's piped smoker ventilation. Interior, Space Cadets Restaurant, Day. Levi struts inside, walking near the bar when a metal frisbee whizzes by close to his face. It clangs against the wall, missing a small rectangular slot that was the intended target. Over the slot is a sign that says, land your plate, win a free pizza. A relatively large black man in his late 40s, Ken Dahl, is sitting at the bar banging on the hardwood. Damn it! An athletic-looking woman who looks to be in her late 20s with skin she has worked to keep moisturized is wearing a Space Cadets t-shirt while wiping down the bar in front of the man. This is Raven. She smiles and slides him a full beer next to his empty glass. You got closer this time. You'll get it soon. I don't even need the free pizza. I just want to get it in the hole. Levi walks behind the bar and grabs an apron. I think they should remake the sign to say, land it in the slit. Well, you know what? I think you should grab these dishes and get them to the back because you've been gone for like an hour. Then send someone else on supply runs. They are called supply runs because whoever usually goes comes back with the supplies. So where's the stuff? Levi pauses to think for a moment and then realizes I totally left it in the parking lot. Ah, oh, you're such an asshole, Levi. You deal with Margo this time. I am done defending you. It wasn't my fault. I had the stuff and my van got stuck. You won't believe what I had to do. You had to what, Levi? A Japanese-American woman in her 40s, using a pen to hold her hair bun together, emerges from a spaceship-looking interior hallway leading to the restrooms. Margaret, my van got stuck. Yeah, stuck in 1984. Unbelievable. A skinny guy with red hair and a prosthetic leg, Chip, is wearing a Space Cadets t-shirt and carrying a tray full of wings and fries when he stops to whisper to Raven. Is Levi getting canned? I hope so. And that old lady probably isn't getting her birthday ice cream before she croaks. An elderly woman surrounded by some family tries to blow out a few sparkly lit candles that say 103 as her false teeth plop onto the cake. I don't know what to tell you, Levi. Bringing pot brownies to work got your warning, but this, I'm gonna have to suspend you until I can think things through. Oh, come on, Margot. That was an accident. And those kids all ended up having a great birthday party. Yeah, well, we might be getting sued for that. A chisel-jaw-faced man pops his head out from the kitchen counter window. This is Kurt, who whispers, Ugh, is Buttface getting fired? Both Raven and Chip shrug their shoulders. I can light speed back there and get the stuff super fast. Just go home, Levi. Chip, can you bust tables for the rest of the shift, please? Yes, ma'am. Chip heads off with a tray of food to waiting customers. Defeated, Levi slunks toward the door. A young female customer walks up to the bar. Hi, I just thought I'd let you know the ladies' room is out of toilet paper. Oh, it doesn't matter. The bathrooms are gender neutral now, so you can just use the other one if you need to. I guess I'll need to make a store run. I'll be back as soon as I can. 
Hey, Margot, you in charge of the glory ball pool this week? Huh? Oh, right. I, I hear it's a lot of money right now. I can get the tickets while I'm out. How much is everyone in for? Ten bucks each. I've got to save right now, man. They are raising daycare prices again, and I cannot blow too much. Interior restaurant kitchen. Day. Kurt rounds the corner to the dishwashing pit, where a lanky man in his 30s is scrubbing at pizza pans. Kurt says, Out of the grave could ever blow too much. What? Nothing. You in the money pool this week? We're just throwing in 10 bucks. Yeah, I'm in. Just let the machine pick the numbers for me, please. Ben wipes his hands on a towel and grabs some cash from his pocket, handing it to Kurt. Interior restaurant bar. Day. Kurt whistles to get Rave's attention. Me and Ben are in for 10. Just robo-pick the numbers. Rave grabs the bills through the kitchen window and hands them to Margot. Ken chimes in. You ever let customers get in on that action? I haven't played in forever. Ken opens up his wallet, full of hundreds, twenties, and tens. He hands a ten to Margot. I don't see why not. Levi's obviously out this week, so you can take his spot, I guess. Pray we win so I don't have to deal with him anymore. So why not fire him and be done already? Margot shakes her head. He's on two strikes. I'm the law here, so I give three. But I want to scare him into improving. He means well. He just somehow seems to keep ending up in life shitter. Another loud clang as a kid from the great-grandmother's birthday party table misses the free pizza throw. Exterior, Space Cadets Restaurant, Day. Levi rips off the apron while walking to his van, kicking pebbles and complaining to himself. Just go home, Levi. You're suspended, Levi. Whatever, Margot. I bust my tail for this place. I came up with your damn free pizza gimmick. This is the thanks I get? If I wasn't broke, I'd quit anyway. Exterior, apartment complex, day. Levi's van pulls up on the street outside of some apartments, sputtering to a stop. He makes his way to a door and is fumbling for the right key when the door opens. An attractive woman in her 30s looks nonplussed as to why Levi is there. Levi, what are you doing home? I got suspended because some assholes made me late getting back from a supply run, and I forgot the stuff at the store. Margaret's going all Godzilla on me. Levi, you're gonna get fired if you don't stop fucking up. It wasn't my fault. It's never your fault, always someone else. I can't do this anymore. We're already struggling with bills. You, you couldn't even get me a real birthday present this year. What are you talking about? I got you a present. You re-gifted me an Amazon card that had half the money missing. Oh, I'm sorry. I needed gas and payday was in a week. I'll make it up to you. No, Levi. No, you won't. I'm done. You need to take balls and get your things. A hairless cat sitting on the windowsill is licking its paw, stopping to look at them when hearing his name. I need a roommate or a boyfriend who has his shit together, not a man who acts like a teenager. Babe, I'm already having a diarrhea day. Please, don't do this. I don't, I don't have a place to go. I have loved you, Levi, but I need some time and space. You don't own any furniture anyway. You can just stay in your van until you figure out your situation. Right now, I have to figure out my own. 
Can balls please stay? Take your balls and go. Exterior, gas station, day. Margot pulls into a gas station and gets off her scooter, which is pulling a small trailer. Interior, gas station, day. Inside a typical gas station with food aisles, booze, smokes behind the counter, a big sign shows 420 million for the glory bowl. The clerk's name tag displays Bappy. Margot smiles and walks up to the counter. Hey, how you doing? Bappy looks outside. You have a trailer for your scooter? Yeah, making a supply run since one of my employees is an idiot. Can you run numbers for 60 and lottery tickets, please? You got it. Bappy begins running tickets through the machine, which churns out a printing sound for each. Margot starts scrolling through her phone. What will you do with the money if you win? Huh? Oh, well, I, I would split it with my work crew. We all go in together each week. Some lunch ladies hit it big that way, so we figured we would try. I mean, what would you do with your part? Oh, I don't know. Probably something to try and save the planet. What a waste of sweet cheddar. What do you mean? There is no saving this earth. We are mm. toast. Well, you gotta believe. At least I do. That's why I ride my scooter. Saves them from drilling for more oil. You know you can make fuel from more than corn? There's a crop called sorghum. It gives you ten times more fuel as that yellow dildo looking stuff. How are those tickets coming along? And when all the people are dying from starvation, you can use the heat from burning bodies in crematoriums to make the fuel like they do with the corn now to make gas for cars and scooters. It's two in one. Is that all of them? Then you could put it all together and make gas stations sustainable that way. You could call it way to go. I made a brochure. Thanks. Interesting idea. Margot grabs the tickets and heads for the door. Bappy shouts out behind her. I'll get you the business plan if you win. Exterior. A dirt parking lot by the river. Dusk. Levi's van pulls to a stop. He sits motionless in a daze. There's an odd stillness in the air, except for some kids playing in the distance and a couple of geese squawking as the sun sets. Balls jumps on the dash of the van, trying to get some attention and Levi pets him. We're in deep this time, Balls. Really deep. Levi pulls out his phone and begins to look up the weather. 76 degrees. He looks outside both windows of the van and types www.xxxfromthe70s.com into his browser. A fly unzips when his phone lights up with a text. It's Margot. Via text on the phone. Hey all, here are the tickets for the lottery this week. Help me double check the tickets tonight and see you losers at work tomorrow, 9 a.m. A series of photos is attached showing each ticket. Oh shit, that's right, lottery night. Levi looks at Balls, who is sitting on a sleeping bag and blankets, cleaning himself in the back corner of the van. Balls, if you have any pull with the great pussy gods in the sky, have them do us a solid, will ya? Or pussy devils below, I'll take what we can get. 
Balls looks at Levi a moment and goes back to licking himself. Levi sighs and heads to the website where he sees the lottery drawing will be live streamed at 8 p.m. He looks at the time. It's 7.57. Levi clicks the live stream button where the video feed starts playing on his phone. He turns up his Bluetooth connected stereo in the van. Interior, Glory Ball Studio, Night. The hostess, a beautiful redheaded woman in her early 30s, is standing in front of the Glory Ball selection machine. It's time to play America's favorite jackpot game, Glory Ball! Good evening, America. I'm Wendy Jameson, and tonight is a life-changing jackpot with no winners in the past three weeks, estimated at $420 million! Interior Levi's van, night. 420? That's fate, baby! Come on, pussy gods and devils, light it up! Interior Glory Ball Studio, night. The first number up, 38. Followed by the number two. Interior, Levi's van, night. Balls is scratching and pawing in the litter, covering up his poop in the little litter box in the corner. Balls! Nasty, man. I only wanted their number two, dude. Levi quickly rolls down the van window on the driver's side. Interior, Glory Ball Studio. Night. We've got 56, 24, and rounding it out with the number six. Remember that a portion of proceeds goes- Her voice fades as Levi zones in on the numbers Margot texted him. Cut to Margot's eyes staring at the numbers while she is working late, crunching numbers at Space Cadets. Cut to Kurt watching porn on his big oh. screen at home, but mm. tuned into his phone. Cut to Chip at a pinball machine at an arcade, looking at his phone with earbuds in. Cut to Rave, weighing out weed at her kitchen table, tuned into her laptop while her toddler is watching a kids program in the background. Cut to Ken, putting finishing touches on a sailboat model in his garage with a TV on in the background. Cut to Ben, flipping through a fashion magazine on his couch, watching the drawing live on his tablet. Interior, Glory Ball Studio, night. And tonight's Glory Ball is... They are all staring at their tickets, laser focused on the string of numbers that reads 38, 2, 56, 24, 6. All of their eyes are as wide as possible, their glory ball number shows 13. Slow motion drama as the glory ball rolls into position. 13! Howls of joy from everyone. Dancing with excitement. <laughs> Levi screams for joy so loudly, balls freaks out, scattering cat litter everywhere. Margot screams Japanese cuss words of joy. Kurt stands up, pumping his fists as popcorn flies, and you see his exposed ass cheeks since his pants were down around his ankles. Chip tilts the pinball machine, shaking it back and forth while the people around him look on in horrific confusion. Rave covers her mouth, tears filling her eyes in stifled breathing. Her toddler looks back at her with concern for mommy. 
Ken pours shit tons of extra glue all over his model boat in shock. Ben stares with a thousand yard look at the glory ball, shifting his eyes over to a particularly beautiful dress in the magazine, slowly cracking a wry smile. Interior, Levi's van, night. Holy shit! Holy shit! Balls, we did it! We don't have to live in a shit box! Exterior, Levi's van, night, in the park. Levi opens the creaky door to the van and jumps out, laughing like a madman at his good fortune, pointing his phone and screaming towards the sky. I told you! I told you! Who's the loser now, huh? Levi spikes his phone onto the pavement below him in excitement. He pauses a second later, recognizing immediate consequences of a stupid move while just staring at the pieces. Interior, Margot's house, night. Margot rapidly texts the others, see you at 9 a.m. We have to all talk before we go claim the money. Each of them are still staring in disbelief at their phones. Kurt scratches his ass. Exterior, Space Cadets restaurant, sunny morning. Levi pulls into the parking lot with the van blasting music. He's as happy as can be and is dancing in place as he gets out of the van. Balls is laying in a little cat bed in the passenger seat. Sit tight, buddy. I gotta go find out where to pick up my winnings. Levi does a fancy kick to the van door with his foot, happily jumping onto the back ladder like he's in a musical, singing and dancing with his shadow on the way into the restaurant. Inside, Margot, Kurt, Rave, Chip, Ken, and Ben are all hugging and jumping with I can't believe we won excitement, and it seems Levi has slid into home plate just in time to catch the morning meeting. He lets out a whoop whoop and joins in the hugging to Margot's dismay. Levi, what are you doing here? The rest of the smiles drop from the entire crew of faces. What am I doing here? We won, baby! Woohoo! Levi jumps up on the bar and starts strutting back and forth like a rooster, hands to his hips, and jutting his neck back and forth. Levi, I don't think you- Hold on, Ken! I don't think you've had enough to drink yet! Let's celebrate! Levi jumps behind the bar and grabs several shot glasses, lining them up for a drink to be poured. Rave looks at Margot with rolling eyes. Levi, you want to step into my office for a second? Levi notices an uncomfortable silence from his crew and begins to sense something is wrong. Chip is slowly moving his head as if to say, no. Sure, Margot. Yeah, we have to figure out shares and stuff. See you all in a minute. Levi heads to the back office, shooting his fingers into the air like he's just won a duel. Margot follows, turning to look at the crew and motions her finger, cutting her throat as she turns and follows Levi to her office. I tried to tell him. Interior, Space Cadets Restaurant, Margot's Office, Day. Levi kicks open Margot's office door, dancing in with his hands at his side like an unknown Irish foot shuffle. Margot is stone-faced as she follows him into the office, which is adorned with UFO stories plastered all over the walls, a desk covered with papers and receipts, and a fish tank full of aquarium skulls with a single piranha swimming around. How's Mace doing? Can I feed him? 
Levi reaches for a cooler that has mace food written in red marker across the lid. No, you may not. Levi, look. I'm going to skip the pleasantries and just get to the point. You're fired. Levi slowly moves his hand away from the fish food, processing what he's just heard. He pauses for a beat. Then, a wry smile purses across his lips like he can't contain himself. Fired, huh? Yes, fired. There's just too many times that you- Levi jumps up on Margot's desk, startling her. He starts singing a song he's made up on the spot like he's on Broadway. Fired like a sword in a flame. Desired like a famous name. Margot lets out a shriek as Levi starts kicking papers off of her desk like a can-can dancer. Interior, Space Cadets Restaurant, at the bar, day. The staff all hear commotion coming from the back office and look concerned. The hell's going on back there? Did you think he'd go quietly? I mean, come on, Kurt. Interior, Space Cadets Restaurant, Margot's office, day. Levi is shuffling his hands back and forth on his knees while hunched down on Margot's desk while singing, And I'm done, done with Margot the bitch! Because now, now, I'm Levi, Levi the rich! Levi jumps off the desk, grabbing the cooler and dumping all its contents into Mesa's fish tank. Chunks of red meat are attacked at once, coloring the entire tank blood red in seconds. Margot looks in absolute shock, mouth agape, as Levi stands in a victorious stance, legs parted, hands up in the air, rocky style, panting while catching his breath. The door flies open and Kurt enters the office. What the fuck, Levi? She started it. Kurt grabs Levi by the collar and drags him out of the office. Margot looks around to survey the mess. Her office is trashed. Interior, Space Cadets Restaurant, Bar, Day. Kurt pulls Levi to the bar and lets him go. Jesus, Levi. Just because you didn't win don't mean you have to be an asshole. Grow up. Now just wait a horse's dick here. What do you mean, I didn't win? We go into Glory Ball every fucking week. I even bought the last round of tickets. Yeah, but that was last week. This week's tickets won the jackpot. You weren't even in this round. Margot slowly walks behind the bar with a loud sigh. I was about to tell you that, Levi, before you turned my office into a UFO crash landing site. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you fucking serious? Rafe, you know I go in every week. Yeah, but you didn't this week. Yeah, only because Margot suspended me. Who the hell took my spot? All eyes turn to Ken, who Levi zones in on. Sorry, buddy. Well, I mean, not really, but sorry. I won, baby! Ken high-fives Kurt. Kurt? What the fuck, dude? Man, Levi, uh, just wasn't meant to be. Enjoy working for a living. We're all fucking rich! Other than Levi and Margot, all others start whooping again, hugging each other. Margot nestles up to Levi. I'm sorry, Levi. I'm going to need you to leave now. I'll send your last check to your apartment. I don't have an apartment anymore. 
You guys can't do this! Excuse me, I am not a guy. Margo, please! You know I go in on tickets every week since I started here. I I'm begging you. I deserve my share. I'll make sure you get unemployment, okay? But you gotta go. Now. Levi stares at each of them, chatting each other up on their victory. The room is spinning now. Levi catches himself on the bar, heavy panic breathing, suddenly calming. He regains composure grabs the bottle of whiskey, and quickly pours into three of the lined-up shot glasses, downing them all consecutively. I am a winner. Levi grabs a pizza serving plate and hucks it at the wall. It goes right through the free pizza window as he turns and walks to the door. On the way, he doesn't look back as he kicks the jukebox and heads out Space Cadet's door. He's going to need some pot brownies. And that's going to wrap it up for the first act of Winners, a comedy by Zev Escriva, who we happen to have here in studio with us, actually, on a Zoom. <laughs> and uh, Zev, thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. So I had a real fantastic time reading uh, and narrating this story uh that you have going on this comedy and uh so tell me what what uh what was your inspiration to write this uh what what have you done in the the past uh give it get let us know you yeah well uh who, i guess who doesn't love a good comedy and who doesn't have certain instances where they uh you know want to either get back at somebody or you know feel like they've been they they deserve something and didn't get uh, what they what they were expecting well, sure. And, you know, I, I there's familiar aspects to this, but I, I really enjoy it because it's it's fresh. So uh, who are your inspirations or what have been your comedy inspirations to uh, to to influence this uh, this movie you're writing? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, real life is probably more comical than anything I could come up come up with organically. I mean, day to day interactions really inspired this work. If I was really to like cite specific movie examples, I mean, I'd probably refer like reference uh, "Happiness" by Todd Soldans, I think. And then you know, there's also Heather's, and then a huge one is probably "Falling Down" is a is a big influence to winners for sure. Falling Down is uh, not a comedy, but I guess a tragic comedy if you're drinking or something. I mean, I found it hilarious. I mean, that's. <laughs> I mean, there's some dark elements, right? But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you get stuck in traffic. I mean, who hasn't had that kind of experience to where they're like, you know, want to get out? What's wrong with the road? That kind of situation. Sure, sure. Well, uh, I have to ask you in the real world, what would you do with your share of a multi-million dollar lottery payout? Well, I'd probably pay off student loans. And then with the $5 left over, I'd probably go get a beer. But, uh, you know, if I had like Bezos money, so I'd probably do like, I don't know, get every country together and create a Thunderdome and just have everybody kind of fight it out and figure it out. Well, I would hope that a scene like that comes later in the movie for us. Unfortunately, we uh, stop it right there. But I do want to thank you for being on Scriptcast Me with your most excellent comedy, Winners. 
and I wish you the very best of luck. And I, I hope you uh, sell this script and we get to see this film on screen soon. Uh, Zev, thank you so much for being here. <coughs> well, it's one way to end the interview. I am Randall Scott White. Thanks for listening to Scriptcast Me. Catch you next time. <laughs>